0: Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message.
1: Let us pray. Father God, thank you that as we have declared your goodness, your name in our midst, Father, you will continue to reveal yourself to your people. Lord, thank you that uh, through your words, Uh, We even pray, Lord, that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know you better. Because as we know you, Lord, not only will we experience eternal life, but we will walk in faith. And even as your word says, Lord, those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So bless the teaching and the meditation upon your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we are continuing our theme for this week. On God as unchanging as the unchanging God, and our scripture reading for this morning is out of Psalm 102. Well, we can always go back to Psalms, even though we just finished our series on the Book of Psalms, uh, verses 25 to 28. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You change them like a robe and they will pass away, but you are the same and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. Now, we're only reading a portion of the psalm and uh, I encourage you to read the whole psalm uh, to appreciate the conclusion of the psalmist because this is the last portion of uh, this whole uh, poem. And here the psalmist is praying in his distress, uh, as you will read it, and pain because of God's indignation and anger against his people in their sin. And this is really both individual and corporate. Now, um, as I read the commentary, the context uh, most likely in which this psalm was written was when the Israelites were already in exile. Remember, they were uh, when Jerusalem was destroyed. Well, the northern tribes had Assyria uh, take over them. And then of course, uh, Judah, the southern tribes were also exiled eventually by the Babylonians. And so the psalmist is praying in distress. He's lamenting the pain and the distress that they were going through uh, because of being in exile, being away from their land. And uh, so again, if you read the whole psalm, you'll, uh, you'll understand the, the expression of his anguish and realizing that, most of why they're there is because of their own sin, as a people, and I think that's what happens, isn't it? When you're uh, going through difficulties and pain, sometimes you can't help but reflect on your own life and even uh, in the people uh, that we relate with, because uh, you know, as again, as this uh, lockdown and as this economic problems and as this pandemic has weighed us down for the last almost year now, it really makes us think. Lord, why is this happening to us? And, you know, we can play the blame game, but at the end of the day, we realize uh, sin is the reason why there's judgment, there's wrath, because it's the fall of man ultimately that brings about all that is happening that is, uh, you know, really wrong with the earth. Now, that's a bigger theological issue, but yet in the midst of your own and our own uh, situation, it helps us to see, okay, Lord, You know, if these things are going on, Lord, how can we make things right? And uh, here, that's what the psalmist does. Yes, he's languishing; he's expressing his his pain, his anguish, with what's happening in his life and the people around him. Yet he begins to have a tone of hope, uh, as we will read some of the verses, because he begins to declare and prophesy that even though they're in exile the promises of god are still true to bring restoration to his people because he is the unchanging god and that's really what i want to zero in for this uh, a brief uh, time together as we read those last scriptures he says all these things you know heaven and earth all these things will pass away but you remain the same as we read and so in the midst of the upheavals that are happening in the earth It does bring comfort and confidence to know that God is unchanging in his ways and in his purposes. And that helps us to relate with God in confidence, as I said, because we know that he remains the same. You know, I don't know about you, but people uh, do get fickle, isn't it? People change their minds. People, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you can't rely on them. And, you know, in fact, there's one of the scriptures in the epistles uh, where Paul says, even though we rem- may be faithless, God remains faithful. And I, I think that's one of the most uh, important attributes of the God whom we relate with. He never changes. He's consistent with who he says he is and his actions. And so that's what we want to understand, um, the way that, that God remains the same. And in this particular text, there's three ways that God remains the same. The first one is this, God is unchanging in desiring to dwell with his people. Now, uh, you know, this may not be explicit in this particular uh, text that we read. Now, let me read again, verse 25 of old, you lay the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. Now, this allusion to the, to the, uh, to the psalmist, uh, I mean, as allusion to God creating the heavens and the earth we see this from the very beginning in Genesis one isn't it and uh, I've been listening to uh, some of the teachings of a well-known theologian uh, Richard Middleton and he he makes a strong case if you use if you think about the term the foundations the pillars this and that in in you know, um, and, 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 and many other scriptures uh, in the Old Testament it's really an allusion to a building that's being constructed and he explained thoroughly that the mindset you know, of of the of the biblical writers was using the metaphor of a building, an architectural metaphor, if you will, to talk about the Lord in creating the heavens and the earth. Foundations is an important um, uh, part of the structure of any building. That's where you uh, that's where you place the building you build upon. And the whole point is this: God intended, when God created the heaven, I mean the earth, He intended for it to be habited, isn't it? Remember when he told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. God's intention from the very beginning was to have a dwelling place for humanity and of course the rest of creation so that he can have relationship with them. And here in particular, you know, of course, when man fell into sin. So again, this is a whole message in and of itself, but it helps you understand the intention of God. When when Adam and Eve fell and they had to be uh, exiled from the garden, God did not stop his plan of still having uh, a dwelling place with humanity but he had to start with a certain people that's why he started off with abraham and and then and then the nation of israel came about now i'm saying that because if you uh, i want to read verse 12 to 17 but you o lord are enthroned forever you are remembered through all generations you will arise and have pity on zion it is a time to show to favor her the appointed time has come for your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory for the Lord builds up Zion. There it is again, you hear Zion twice. In his glory, he regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. What is Zion? Zion was uh, where uh, David set up the tent of meeting uh, where he put the Ark of the Covenant and this was prior to the uh, the Temple of Solomon being built. My point is this, God chose Mount Zion as a dwelling place for his presence, for his throne room, if you will, on the earth. And he credits David for that because David, of course, we know was a worshiper of God and he was a shepherd of the people of God. My point is this, he chose a certain location as his dwelling place so that the people can come and worship him. But you know what? As important as Zion was, and of course Mount Moriah and the rest of the temple structure, that was just a precursor to God's ultimate purpose, where he himself would dwell amongst his people. And that dwelling, uh, that person who dwelt among us is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Because remember, the name of Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So my point is this. God is unchanging in his desire to have a a place for him to have fellowship with people. In fact, if you go to the end of the book of Revelation, that's the most... um, uh, comforting statement of all. And now the dwelling place of God is with men. God has never abandoned this earth. Actually, this earth, you know, all oh, they're saying is, you know, climate change and all of that. Let me tell you, God's going to renew the face of this earth. That's what he's saying here. And he said, I'm going to dwell with people. And there's not, not going to be the temple anymore because God himself will be with us. So that's the unchanging nature of God. He's intention to dwell with his people stays the same so god's not rejecting the world entirely on on the contrary he wants to restore us and restore this earth number two god is unchanging in rescuing his people uh psalm 102 verses 18 to 22 says let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the lord that he looked down on his holy height from heaven from the heaven, the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion, Zion, there it is again, Then, in the name of the Lord and in Jerusalem, his praise when peoples gather together in kingdoms to worship the Lord. You know, this reminds me of um, uh, Isaiah 61 where it says the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. When God's people cry out for deliverance, for, to be rescued by the Lord, God hears the groanings. He hears the prayers. He's not oblivious. He's not uncaring. His heart is moved whenever we call upon him. And let me tell you this, God has been hearing the groans and the cries of the multitudes all over the earth. And I believe God's getting ready to do a mighty act of deliverance. Oh, yes, yes. We're seeing all these things. Yes, there's going to be healing. Yes, there's going to be medical solutions to, to, uh, you know, to, to this pandemic. But let me tell you, more than that, God's going to bring a spiritual awakening in this hour that we are living in. That's how God's going to rescue us. He's just going to bring back the economy and all of that. But more than that, He's going to bring a spiritual revival in our midst. And that is the greatest rescue operation, brothers and sisters. And finally, number three, God is unchanging in preserving our succeeding generations. Going back to verse 28, it says this, the children of your servants shall dwell secure, their offspring shall be established before you. I don't know about you, but you know, as a parent, and uh, you know, we worry, isn't it? How, what the, ch- the future of our children will be. Uh, we worry that you know, oh, this world is gonna be tougher. Well, I don't know if it's been any less easier. Uh, I, I I think it's important that we help build character and resiliency among our children. But let me tell you this: you can do, we can do our part, but ultimately it's God who who will secure the future of our children. Let's not be worried. Let's pray for our children. I've learned this, you know, when we taught on parenting uh, just recently to uh, to where my children was go- were going to school before. It's um uh, you know and. And I remember this saying about parenting. Parenting is teaching your children to become less dependent on you and more dependent on God. Let me tell you this. You know, whether you're a parent or whether you're a young person uh, who's believing to get married or whatever state in life you are, this is a word of application for us. God will secure. God will preserve our generation and the succeeding generations, because it goes back to his unchanging purpose, which is to have to fill this earth with his glory with the people who will honor him. And so as we end our time of reflecting on God's word, let me encourage you, cry out to God, because that's what the psalmist did. In your despair, in your uh, anxiety, God hears the prayers of his people. His ears are attentive to our prayers And guess what? God is unchanging. He will fulfill his promises as he has in the past, as he has done now, and as he will continue to do so in the coming days. Let us pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that we sense the spirit of encouragement coming upon every one of us. Lord, you said that we are not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition to make our requests known to you, Lord. And this is a time for us to continually pray, Lord, I realize even as you have led me to pray continually, Lord, this almost last year, Lord, let the spirit of prayer be poured out upon your people, Lord, just like the psalmist. Lord, let, him, let, him, let us rise up and cry out to God, Lord, because you hear the groans and the cries of your people. Lord, there's, there's nothing wrong with crying out in anguish, Lord. We can, we can express our emotion. We can express our, our, our pain. And Lord, you hear it because you're a compassionate God. Thank you that you are unchanging you will fulfill every good purpose that you have for your people and for the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We worship you, God. We lift you up. We declare who you are. You're the Alpha and Omega, the beginning stay forever faithful, your glory never ends. You're the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You will stay forever faithful, your glory never ends. God, you're the Alpha
1: I hope you're encouraged for the day. And uh, let's continue to walk by faith and not by sight. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God because those who come to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. May you receive great rewards from God as you walk by faith. God bless you.
0: You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple podcast. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.